Hey everyone, Cypher here, aka Ryder. We really hope you've been enjoying our latest campaign, Vestant Wear Ties, but it's that time of year again and we need to do some housekeeping and take a brief hiatus for a couple of weeks. Don't go anywhere though, because we've got a bumper batch of special guest appearances that we did on Friends shows and podcasts to keep you entertained. These are going to be releasing every Thursday rather than every other Thursday, and we should be back on schedule with the conclusion of Vestant Wear Ties sometime mid-April. So keep an eye on our Twitter feed and the Discord in order to stay in the loop. Links to all of our socials are in the description below. Right now, though, we've got our very own RJ appearing in the Manapot show Space Flicks and Kill. Enjoy! Greetings and salutations! Welcome back to Manapot Studios. I am your GM for the evening, Karen Rossmore. My pronouns are he, him, and you are joining us for another exciting episode of Space Flick and Kill. Um, this evening, I am joined by these lovely people who will be doing their introductions, starting off with uh, Krifu. Hello, everyone. Yes, it is I, Krifu Brunal, pronouns he, him, and I am not in the Game Master's seat this evening. Um, very excited about that. Um, today I'm playing a Verthani augmented soldier named Nikon, who is, like I said, augmented. He's got a big old metal arm, and he likes to get in close and personal uh, in combat. But he's also quite savvy, uh, quite tech-savvy. And Vinny? Hi everyone, I'm Vinny. My pronouns are she, her. And tonight I will be playing an android operative, a bounty hunter, named Z, whose pronouns are they, them. And uh, Z is uh, Z is, a, is an android that was, uh, that was programmed as an assassin, but has had a, a little bit of a change of heart. And RJ? Uh, I'm RJ, pronouns he, they, and I'm playing Dr. Callum Prey, who is also an android, and actually kind of the opposite of Z, because they're a medical droid who's spent a load of time sort of working on an outpost, doing a medical outreach program. They're now going private, setting up their own business. Uh, they haven't had a change of heart in terms of being a good, not killy android yet, but we'll see. <laughs> and finally, Hedgehog. Hello, I'm Hedgehog, uh, he, him, uh, and today I'm playing Lucien, she, her, that's going to get some taking used to, um, a half-elf mystic slash dream prophet who likes spending her time dreaming of the future, sometimes getting it right and sometimes being horrifically wrong. But actions don't have consequences, surely. I mean... Surely. Maybe, maybe not. Um... <laughs> So yes, we are going to be playing the Starfinder Society scenario, the commencement. Um, one of the first released when Starfinder was first launched a few years ago. So um, this is going back a fair while um, in terms of the overall arcing narrative. Um, but it's new to most of the people here, I would hope. So is everybody sitting comfortably? That's comfortable yes. as one can be. Yes. <laughs> you start as you're approaching the Lawspire Complex. The Lawspire Complex is the home of the Starfinder Society. You are newly recruited um, Starfinders. 
you're part of a recruitment drive that um, the Starfinder Society has had to push in the last um, few months after a majority of their um, current members have gone off to investigate the scoured stars. And this led to an incident where they've all been effectively lost. Um, there is no communication, there is no traveling, there is no idea what is going on in the scoured stars um, systems. And the Starfinder Society has been reeling from this and has been trying to rapidly recruit new members to the society to fill the ranks to basically survive. Um, you have passed all the entrance exams. You have managed to uh, get by and you are now fully accredited Starfinder Society members. The last thing that you have to do is report to guidance um, for your first duties. Guidance is a an accumulated personality. Um, guidance is a computer system where many venerated uh, members of the Starfinder Society, as they're coming to the end of either their life or their time with the Starfinder Society, are uploaded into this personality matrix and serve as sort of like a central judgment system using the wisdom and the viewpoints of many Starfinder Society members to come to decisions as to what is best for the Starfinder Society going forward. As the doors of the Law Spire complex slide open, a green holographic image of a middle-aged human woman shimmers into view at the center of the room. Greetings, it says. I am Guidance. Please use the cheek swabs in the open receptacles to provide a genetic sample for Starfinder Society identification purposes. If desired, you may place your hand on the glowing panel to receive a subdermal implant, further marking you as a member of the society. Mm. <laughs> just immediately, Callum just look over to Z like, I didn't bring any DNA. Are we supposed to bring DNA? I'm not sure. Do you Maybe we should go out and find some DNA to bring for the sample. Yes. I, I did not prepare for this. Does it have to be our own DNA? I don't know. I think. I imagine. I don't think just any DNA will do. Androids do actually have a biological element to them. Ah. Ah. So we have DNA. Okay. Oh, that's fine then. <laughs> that's it's good. not it's much. You're, you're not full machine. There's biological elements that it gets a little bit wibbly but yes there is <laughs> biology in you although I'm not sure exactly how much um, at least you're not SROs that are completely mechanical yeah. oh that's good um, but, yes are, um, so is anybody objecting to giving a bio sample I'll give the no. bio sample, but I'm a little um, uncertain about the, the implants. No way. Nikon's like, <laughs> free free augmentation? Yeah, damn, you, you better damn well. Yeah, I'm getting that. And he just immediately, he takes, so he's got one of his arms is um, 
like chrome essentially. Mm -hmm. So he takes his flesh arm and like slams it down on the the pedestal, just like trying to get as augmented as possible. And he 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 like turns around to the back of the group and he says, "Yeah, my, my my dad always said, you know, chrome ain't free, but I'll certainly take it if they're offering it." And you have received the societal uh, society subdermal graft. Um, you should be shown a graphic for that or a note in roll twenty. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ooh, it glows. So yeah, he like presses his. He act. He just like presses the palm, and then the Starfinder Society symbol glows underneath his um, sort of grayish, khaki skin tone palm. <laughs> He also has big mouse eyes, big black, like bulbous mouse eyes, um, marking him, and like very gangly uh, marking, which is what the Verthani look like. Hmm. Uh, okay, so Callan's probably going to see that, and he's going to be like, "Well, I suppose that seems fine." And he's going to, so I should say, he's a, he's a Vlaka android, so he's an android but designed to work with Vlaka society. So he has like dog ears and tail and stuff like that. So he's going to. Just like think up for a bit and then he's gonna put his ear against the thing and just have it put in his ear instead with his hand. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I I don't see why Lucian would object to any of this. Just simple swabbing basically dermal. That, that's no problem at all. And Z? Mm. I think maybe if Z sees everyone else getting one and, and not having any negative effects, I think Z will get one as well. Peer pressure. I was about to say, you know, it's just the peer pressure we got to you there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you don't want it. We always we can always remove it and sell it for scrap. This is true. That is a point. I can remove stuff like that fairly easily, I think, so... If you want it taken out, then for a small fee. I got a guy. He'll, he'll, he'll buy anything. <laughs> it is our pleasure to welcome you to the Starfinder Society. Today is the commencement of your new role as Starfinder's field agent. It is our tradition at the end of the graduation ceremony for new graduates to present themselves to the heads of our most predominant factions and complete tasks on that lead, those leaders' behest. This allows the leaders of these groups to become familiar with new Starfinder agents, and it provides a constant supply of agents for handling situations in our uh, in our holdings on Absalon Station. While these tasks were formerly symbolic, the heavy loss of Starfinder agents in the Scoured Stars necessitate that these missions become something more. Please treat any task given uh, with the gravity you would uh, grant any other Starfinder assignment. So it's an assessed mission. Fair enough. It's a Sense. meet and greet and assessment. You know, it's basically going around and saying, "Hi, I'm here," um, <laughs> to all of the different faction leaders, or most of the different of the faction leaders. Works work. Quite. Mm. Yes. Hmm. Oh, I suppose I do something. Yeah. So. Oh, I suppose, where are we supposed to go? 
Yeah. Thing, I yes. We would recommend that you start with um, Zivigix, the leader of the Exo Guardians. Come again, Zivivivivivix. Zidg Zivigix. Zivigix. I wonder what kind of creature he is, or she, or they. Zigvigix. Aha, okay, okay. I, I I couldn't begin to tell you, but I suppose the longer we stay here, the less likely we are to find out. Mm. Well, right. Would anyone from their backstory recognize that name just off the bat? Um, are they famous? Is anybody likely to have allied themselves with the Xeno Guardians? Um, each of the factions have a particular sort of like purpose within mind. You know, the data files are about the acquisition and accumulation of knowledge. The acquisitives are more um, interested in um, exploration and um, acquisitions of material nature. The Wayfinders again exploration, but that of meeting new life. The Exo Guardians are more about the defensive and the combat slash militia arm of the Starfinder Society. So does anybody have a particularly uh, martial background? Uh, Nikon definitely does. He's 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 well trained as a soldier and like specifically the the feats that i took are all about working as a like in a unit then yeah you might have you might have done your research and found out a little bit about the exo guardians would you like to make a culture roll on that no <laughs> fair enough <laughs> anybody else uh, Dr. Callum's more humanitarian than military, so nothing more than he might have been passing, like met them through some kind of like training for. Um, give me a culture roll. But... Let's see how much you were paying attention in general. If you have it, if it's not on the skill <laughs> list, it means you're not trained in it. Yeah. And you can't use it. I... Did you, did you, did you do you have to be trained in culture? Oh, I do. Mm -hmm. I have oh. some culture. I have plus seven in culture. Oh. I'm wearing a tie and everything. <laughs> the height of culture. I mean, if that's well, what it is to be cultured, then I am so uncultured. 26. <laughs> 26. Knew that necktie would pay off. <laughs> um, yes, um, Zigvigzix is the Shiran. Um, the host churn, um leader of the Exo Guardians. Um, they were... They're one of the older members of the Starfinder Society. They were supposed to be going out on the Scoured Stars expedition, but unfortunately a injury um, prevented them from joining the rest of the Starfinders in the expedition to the Scoured Stars. Um, the Exo Guardians themselves do not have a currently permanent location here on Absalom Station. Um, there's rumors that they're looking for somewhere, but 
that's just rumor as far as you're aware. Don't forget we got a posture check in chat. Yes. Check your posture. <laughs> it's checked. It is terrible. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Dr. Callan's probably going to relay that to the rest of the group. Just be like, recognize that name, Sigvijix. That's Exoguardian uh, Shirin leader, I believe. He was supposed to be out on a mission, but he didn't go. So I suppose he's taking head while they're all away. Just gonna start sort of scoping around the room, see if you can spot him. You're given directions to um, Zigvigik's current location, which is actually in the um, neighborhood of Danlo. Uh huh. Um, yeah. The Danlo is a area of Absalon Station. It's above the spire, but below the main hub. Um, mm. It's poor, but it can have a few trendy spots in there, you know, for people not wanting to be part of a high life, as it were. Um, but, yeah, you're given directions to Zigvigik's current location. Oh. Shall we yes, go and meet them? Do we have to go down there? I'd rather stay up here. Down I was down always... There. Yeah, I was always told that that, that area was, like not a particularly nice place to go to. No matter how good they tell you some of the coffee shops might be. I don't know. Can't be that bad. I've been on Absalom quite a while now, and I've never seen anything bad happen there. I'm sure you'd be fine. Mm. Let's hope so. And anyway, I'm sure as members of the Starfinder Society, we'll be dealing with much more difficult situations than a somewhat dodgy area with nice coffee shops. Hmm. I suppose. I suppose. <sighs> if, if you come, I'll buy you a coffee. I... Well, when you put it that way... Um... <laughs> Fine. Let's, let's, let's go. Hey. So, yeah, I guess. <laughs> you go down to the down low and... Garbage litters the ground around the district's largest art park, a cement lot filled with undulating metal sculptures and covered in graffiti of gratos... Grato of over-exaggerated, adorable creatures. <laughs> the, music, the sound of music and chatter drift over from the nearby clubs, chronically interrupted by the roar of local gangsters' engines. A heavily augmented um, host, Shirin, is sitting on one of the park benches. Hell yeah. Eating a simple meal of cold grub noodles and rice candy. Vera and Tenai pick up uh, the tremor of approaching footsteps. Welcome, new Starfinders, and congratulations. The Shirin's voice telepathically projects. My speech name is Zig Vigix, but feel free to call me Ziggy. It would be easier for you. Have some rice candy to celebrate your graduation. Today is your big day. Thanks, When you Ziggy. are red... <clears throat> Hello. Nice chrome you got there. And he flexes his metal arm. <laughs> um, Ziggy sort of like looks about them a little bit and isn't quite as confident about their chrome as you're projecting. Mm. 
When you are ready, I have two assignments I could use assistance with. The first is to help me secure a new headquarters here on Absalon Station. I've been in talks with our station's protectors, the stewards, um, and they were kind enough to give us ownership of a warehouse here in the download for that purpose. The current owner is no longer wanted because a vicious alien took it over and killed anyone who goes inside. Once the alien is gone and the warehouse cargo has been returned to its owners, we can start installing desks and computers. So please go in and incinerate the creature. Oh. I think we should begin by speaking to the creature. Maybe not incinerate straight away. Many people have tried. Many people have been seriously injured by um, such actions. What kind of creature is this? Um, here, there's a video of it. Um, oh, it's a bit gruesome, but, uh, you know, if you've got strong enough stomachs, um, then um, the local authorities have given me this. And Zigvigix, um, although I'm probably going to go for Ziggy, because it's so much easier, um, shows you this... Um, video of this um, feathered um, black and white um, crinoid Google it um, <laughs> I had to and it just um, basically it's just launching these projectiles at um, individuals um, that are coming anywhere near this uh, warehouse and you know the video cuts off as there's a cry for help and people are running around um, would anybody like to make a life science check Ooh, I will have a you have yeah, to be have trained a... in this yeah I've got a plus nine in life science I'll make a jolly good go of it <laughs> please do how big is the creature in the video um, you would estimate it to be large. Okay. And that is 29. <laughs> oh, it's in that 20. Ah, oh, nice. 20 on roll 20. Nice. <laughs> I have rolled um, 20. Um, you believe, and as far as you can make out, there's nobody around to object. That uh, this creature is a feathered stalk, a predator far more unpleasant than its name implies. Um, is there anything particular you would like to know about it? It is a large aberration. Is it intelligent? By um, not enough for um, communication. It is pretty much bestial. Okay. Well, I have some good news and some bad news. Um, is there anything else that you wish to know? Uh, hmm. But don't suppose it has any glaringly obvious weaknesses that have not been yet <laughs> exploited by any other team that's decided to go down there and try and kill it yet? Um, there's no obvious weaknesses. However, there is a bit of a um, strength to it um, that you're able to identify you get the feeling that it has got somewhat uh, resistant to sonic damage. Okay. Yeah. So Callum's just going to look through the footage and he's like, well, the good news is we could probably beat it at chess. Bad news is we probably couldn't beat it at anything else without weapons. 
and fire. One of he's... magic? Would that do the trick? Uh, magic could work as long as it seems to be fairly resistant to sound. So, hmm. if you have any non-sound-based magic you could apply, that would potentially hurt it a lot. Uh, I'm a bit struggling in that department. I, I, I don't really... I'm not designed for frontal magical combat. <laughs> Immediately pivots over to Nikon, who looks like he's uh, very much designed <laughs> for frontal combat. It's like, I suppose there's a flamethrower in your checks notes, Chrome? Mm, unfortunately not. I'm all analog here, otherwise. Mm. So I suppose we'll need some kind of weaponry. Um, is it... You said feathered? Is it flying? In the video? Um, it is not flying in the video. It's like... Okay, okay, because the... I go Dr. Callum doesn't believe it is capable of flight, just that it is feathered. Okay. I googled crinoid and I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't see any... Oh, oh, I guess mm. it's like just feathery tentacles or something. <laughs> it's a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I got my Doshko and I got my hunting rifle. I'm like, you know, or a grenade always works. Before you go, there is my uh, second assignment. Oh, right. Uh, Ziggy twitches their tooth bobs for a moment, <laughs> then holds out a cred stick. Please buy the brand new Strawberry Machine Cake album, Star Sugar Heart Love, which is out today, and give it to Historia7 when you see her. She's the head of the data files, so you should meet her today. I do wish I to do it myself, but um, I, I have trouble for um, standing for long periods of time. Thank you very much. Now, oh, that's that the kind of... Like a that's the kind of mission I can do. I can do shopping as it takes the credit stick. <laughs> um, they said that they had trouble standing for a long time. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that they weren't like super confident about their chrome. Is there? Can I discern if that if there's any connection there? Um. Yeah. Um. Let's have a sense motive on that. Unless you want to do a medical. Uh, I'm not trained in medical. 11. Sense motive. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to tell, um, but it does seem that their chrome, as you put it, is more... Um... Their augmentations, I should say. Yeah, their mm -hmm. augmentations are... Um, less about the flare and the util um, the enhancement. It's more about the utility. Mm. Uh, okay. War wounds rather than choice upgrades. Yeah, I'm cringing a little bit, but you know, <laughs> on with the the task <laughs> at hand. Uh, which task would you like to do first? As much as I would love to go shopping and spend the next couple of hours just spending a lot of my parents' money, um, it's probably wise that we go and do this creature removal job first, and then we can go sit in line. Well, I, I agree. suppose. We'll defeat the unspeakable horror. 
Pen shopping. Yes. I will slow you a copy. That is very true. I really want a coffee now. It's okay. Uh, it's fine. We'll save it as a little reward afterwards. You are given directions to the warehouse within the down low. Um, along the way, you can you pass many um, shops if you wish to purchase any additional equipment. Um, you can do so on the way there. If you've got the credits for it, I don't know how extreme everybody went with their <laughs> pre-game shopping. I know that whenever I did it, I always used to get it down to you know single-digit credits, but that was me. Yeah. Yeah, There's not a lot loose you can afford, unfortunately. Not unless breaking out the bank of mum and dad. Yeah, and you're not allowed to do that, I'm afraid. Um, credit card's been declined. <laughs> yeah, they didn't approve of your lifestyle choice and have cut you off. Yep. Um, as you approach the warehouse, um, you notice that it's been so like the station security that have secured the place. They've erected a force shield around it, um, which you can identify as basically nobody gets in, nobody gets out. Um, as you approach, they so like, mm, please go around. This area isn't safe. Uh, yes, that's why we are here. And then uh, he's gonna like waggle his one ear with the little starfinder glowy. Uh, oh, what's it called? The uh, uh, the grant in it. Subdermal graft. Subdermal graft. That's it. Subdermal graft. Oh, they've finally decided to send some people to clear this place out. Well, rather you than me, my friends. We're gonna try our best. Does appear we've drawn the short straw, but nevertheless, I feel optimistic that some of us will survive this. So, um, but yeah, if you get into trouble in there, we ain't coming in after you. If you sprint towards a barrier, we'll lower it to get you back out again. But you're on your own. <laughs> Thank um, you for that vote of confidence. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They lower the barrier shields just enough for you to be able to push through and press into the warehouse. Uh, if, you, if you don't mind, Nikon will go in first or in front. He's wearing um, uh, EVA, an EVA suit, a reinforced Ooh. EVA suit. So, like, it's for extravehicular activity. Um, but it's got like a big helmet on. I imagine it's like a BMX or sort of stuff, but it's a heavy armor, so it's like metal plating. Um, <laughs> he draws his his doshko, um, which if you don't know is like a big stick, and at the end is just like a triangular point, uh, which is very much a, a popularized Vesk weapon. How many prongs does it have? I think just the three. Oh, okay. It's just a basic <laughs> tactical doshko. You've yet to earn the others, then. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Callum's just going to look at his, like, his formal business suit and lab coat and then over to this like absolute behemoth, like, covered in weapons and metal. <laughs> like, yeah, you can go first. Mm -hmm. No, it just this one has just the one triangular blade, so it's kind of like an axe. Ooh. But, um, 
Yeah, be- be- Behemoth maybe, but he's like gangly, so he kind of just looks like this like weird thin head like popping out out of all of this armor. Um, and then like his his chrome arm is the only thing that's like not covered in the armor. That sounds disturbing. Well, not gonna lie, just this gangly <laughs> metal man. Um, roll twenty should have moved you to the new map. Oh, that opens on there already. Yep. Um, there we are. Feel free to move yourselves around. I've placed um, Nikon in the lead, but if anybody else would like to sprint directly into the middle of the room, that's (laughs) your prerogative. Um, I. Yeah. I'm not responsible for what happens. (laughs) I'll move forward. I'm slower, so I'm at like 25 feet. Um, But yeah, as you were. That, stay by the door. I've got okay. to describe the <laughs> sorry, sorry. He's off. sorry. <laughs> um, as you approach the warehouse, you see that the doors were forced open from the inside and the lock no longer works. The ceiling is 30 feet high and a catwalk runs around the room 15 feet above the floor. There are crates and vehicles in here that are approximately five feet tall. The cylindrical containers um, and the crates on the scaffolding over in the northwest are 10 feet tall. Um, Climbing any of the crates of the scaffolding is going to require an athletic check. Um, You can also see in the dim light that there's um, been some... um, broken equipment as well as um there seems to be some damage to the floor of this place um but the entire place is barely illuminated it is in dim light could i get perception checks from everyone please yeah i think we all might have low light vision i have low light vision yes so yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, 20 for perception. I, I got a 13. Please be a pen. Sorry, I'm talking to my... Uh, oh, 19 sorry, total. Uh, Nikon. So, what, sorry, what was you? 13 for Nikon. 13. And Dr. Callum? 19. And Lucian? Uh, 11. You're 11. Okie dokie. Right. You can now explore the space. Okay. <laughs> Great. Uh, I'm just going to look for just like a little like lump of something, bit of debris or something, like a brick or something. They just want to hurl it as far as they can and see if the noise attracts anything before they wander out there. Um, where are you hurling it? Uh, I'm going to hurl it as far as I can towards this ominous looking hole. Which looks ominous. Um, if you um, left-click and hold on roll twenty, it'll ping yeah. a location. Um, but yeah, I, I see what you mean. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, the um, rock, brick, whatever it is that you find to hand, goes skittering across the floor, and you can hear the noise of it echo around the room just before it comes to a halt. 
Nikon's Bill. just got the Dashcon is just slowly kind of slowly stomping, plodding forward. Uh, what's everybody's vision ranges in the dim light? Uh, mine is 60 foot. I think mine is two. Um, I think that's, so that's the 60 foot should be your dark vision ranges. Yeah. But um, with low light, we should be able to see just as normal in dim light. Oh, yes. In dim light. Uh, yeah. As if it were normal light. Yeah. Right, yeah. Hmm. Well, I was hoping that that would draw the monster out, and then we could mm -hmm. set it on fire and go home and get coffee. But apparently, this will be more involved. Um, I think Lucian is going to rather than look around the the floor, uh, try maybe get up one of these catwalks and look up from above. Uh, yeah. By all means, move yourself and roll twenty to wherever you want to be. Uh, yep. More than welcome to explore the space. Yes. Yep. Nice and high. Not that it helps with her 11 perception. <laughs> well, well, just looks over to Z, just shrugs. It's like, well, I guess we go the other side. If we spread out, we'll have the best chance of seeing it. Yes. Um, um, I, would, I would like to try to move as stealthily as possible. <laughs> Um, yes, make me a stealth roll. Alright. Oh, no. Twelve. <laughs> uh, that's twelve. Let's see how that compares to something. <laughs> when I remember <laughs> where they... Oh, there it is. Uh -oh. Okay. Yep. Um, by all means, carry on moving around the room. Nikon will go up to the hall. And as you approach it, um, you can see that, you know, um, something has been sort of like clawing into this place. And you can see a bunch of wires that have broken and are just flopping down into the hall. Um, it's, it looks to be about 10 feet deep. Um, oh. Appears to be empty. It's not a tunnel. You'll just like shout back, it's empty. Uh, yeah, I mean, Callum's just watching everyone sort of spreading out and working their way across the rooms. Like, it seems um, far too quiet. I think, well, rule one never say too quiet. Um, secondly, um, I think Lucian's going to try and do detect magic. See if um, we can see anything that might. It's a sixty-foot range in a cone. Uh, just kind of like looking towards the back of the room, see if you can detect anything spell or spell affected. Yep, as you sort of like cast detect magic and cast your eyes around the room, you don't get a ping of any variety. Um, certainly indicates whatever's in the storage boxes certainly magical um but you don't um see from your current location any creature that uh, would appear to be magical well that's that one out the window i have exhausted all of my options what sort of debris is this on the floor over here <laughs> um it looks to be the contents of a smashed open crate 
can I do I recognize any any items any of the broken items or parts uh make me a investigation is that a check that I can ask for in Starfinder <laughs> probably perception um, is it not an investigation the perception investigation either or is that a thing I forget no. my Starfinder okay <laughs> 17 um you notice that um there's broken flashlights there's broken batteries um there's a few of the bits of paraphernalia that are just like um home um wares you know so like a blender and uh, things like that it looks to be a warehouse of just general household stuff hmm. Is that a vehicle in the corner? Um, it is. It looks to be some form of ground car. Nakon will start moving over there. Everybody stop. Ah! <laughs> ah, you've activated the trap card. <laughs> um, Dr. Callum. Hey, boy. Um, over to your... Oh, directly in front of you as you're walking along the catwalk, you noticed sort of like on the ceiling pressed into the corner is this feathered um, stalker. It seems to be trying to remain unnoticed. Hey, bother. Uh, Callum is going to he's going to try and like wave his hand to try and get Lucien or uh, Nikon or even I don't know if uh, you can see them from all the way across there but they're just going to start frantically like waving their arm like this trying to get someone's attention <laughs> uh, are you shouting out or anything like that no they're just going to be like Alright. Uh, <laughs> um could everybody make me perception checks apart from Callum? Fifteen. Sixteen. Sixteen as well. Um through uh Dr. Callum's gesturings, you all saw like wonder what they're doing but as you follow their arms as they're waved and you can just make out a very so like a dark patch on the ceiling um you're struggling to make out any particular detail but you know given dr callum's proximity to it you suspect that they might have spotted something i'm gonna sheathe my doshko and pull out my hunting rifle okay and turn the safety off. <laughs> Is anybody else taking any actions before we roll for our initiative? I will draw my pulse caster pistol. Yeah, I think Lucian will pull out her pistol as well. But I should that now. Dr. Callum? I mean, I'm a doctor, so I'm not really supposed to have weapons. However, I did bring one incendiary grade for emergencies, so. <laughs> well, that's it's a, a medical choice. device. It's a medical device. Okay. <laughs> its purpose I... is to stop me dying. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Um, so he's going to just take it from the little, he's got a little, inside his lab coat, he's just got like regular pockets, and then there's a little liner pocket that's <laughs> like not too obvious, and he's going to slowly reach into there and slowly just pull it out and keep it in his hand. But he's not going to lob it or do anything like that. Um, yep. <laughs> All right. Could everybody roll for initiative? Yeah, I can't believe this guy has a better initiative than my main character. So in roll 20, you can actually, there's a macro. When you click your token and then the top left, there's an initiative button. And then you can put your initiative modifier in there and then it'll automatically put it. Oh, wow. The roll the three um, uh, will I mean, automatically I, put it on the initiative I tracker. Ro I rolled a four, so. <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, click. Uh, which one? Click your token, and then the top yeah. left, there's an initiative button. That's all there. Right. I typed in my results, not the modifier, so ignore that first roll. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you know what? That's even. <laughs> okay. So I can't. I don't use roll twenty much. I don't know where the initiative. Oh, there's an initiative. <laughs> I got thing. it. Oh, don't worry. I Creepy's cannot got figure yet. out how to. Yeah, so click it. And then... uh... I got a. I got a twenty-three, but I can't figure out how to add that to the. Yeah. Let me 20. just throw y'all on there. Yeah. Uh, my my roll was nine, which is terrible. But it's about half the course for me in initiative, so. How do I add a thing on this? You right click the token and then add turn at the top of the options. Um, and what was yours, Z, your initiative? Uh, 23. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you yeah, go. go. I can do. Oh, no, I just deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my goals in the new year might be to pick up a new VTT. <laughs> Haven't not not one hundred percent, but and then you can here I'll there now it's alpha numerically descending. Yep, great stuff. All right, um, Z, you are up. Okay. see how can i get there's there's no way on this side to get up onto the catwalk is there i'll have to move back in the opposite direction you could um so them cylinders to your south are 10 feet high you could hop from one cylinder to the other cylinder and then um try to climb up on the catwalk you're probably okay. looking at making a couple of athletics checks to get up to the catwalk though Okay. Yeah, I'll try that. All right. Can you make me an athletics check? Yes. 21. Um, you managed to make it on top of the cylinders and over to the catwalk. Can you make me another athletics check to try to make it up onto the catwalk? Yes. Oh, no. Five. Um... <laughs> You struggle with getting up onto the catwalk. You know, any climb, um, 
anything that you think that you can grab hold of to pull yourself up there it is just out of reach um you'd have to make a jump for it and hope that you've managed to grab on otherwise you're just going to eat the dirt hmm. which is now 10 feet below you uh would jumping be an acrobatics hmm. um i'll allow you acrobatics or athletics Ooh, but if you I fail it this time, you will be falling into the dirt. <laughs> we gotta, <Okay. laughs> we gotta stretch in the chat. Ooh, stretch it. There goes my back. Okay, yes. using acrobatics, I got twenty-four. Hey, oh, you managed yes. to make it up onto the catwalk. Um, so that's likely to be most of your movement and your action to get there. Right. Okay. Is there anything else you would like to do? I don't think there's anything else I can do at this point. Yeah. You, the activation of the subdermal graft is a swift action. It would illuminate you ever so slightly. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't think you got much else. No. Uh, <laughs> do it. Uh, Lucian. Um, I think all Lucian can really do is move across the catwalk. So, 30 feet that way takes her... One, two, five, six, takes her to there. Um, you can expend your other action to move another 30 feet, can't you? Yeah, you can burn your um, action to drop it down to another move action and move another 30 feet. And that's all she's going to do? Okay, and just as an FYI, um, one of the things that you can actually do in Starfinder is uh, what is essentially a full round sprint that allows Mm. you to move up to four times your speed, up to four times your speed, in a straight line. Um, Basically, it takes everything, your standard action, your move action, (laughs) your... Uh, swift actions as well so if you wanted I would allow you to retroactively say yeah I sprint down the catwalk to the corner unless you're yeah, well... not wanting to get into the combat too quickly and <laughs> you can be halfway across the catwalk come on uh, in the I water's think... fine I, I think Lucian's going to do it she's going to sprint across to the corner uh, it's fine right <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, and Callum. Uh, I mean, so far the uh, the feathered thing hasn't reacted to anybody, has it? So no. Ka- Callum's tempted to. Oh, what's the devil's that distance? Yeah. Uh... Callum is going to very tentatively just sort of like, he can't really stealth because he's a plus zero in it, but he's going <laughs> to tentatively move back to probably to where Z is and then just uh, with his other hand just holster the needler rifle he keeps, which is actually a piece of medical kit, but it can also <laughs> do damage in emergencies. So he's just going to like look over to Z and then look over to this creature and then just slowly unholster the rifle as well and keep it ready to go, but he's not going to engage it yet because he wants everyone to get ready. Also, I believe, uh, do you have a plus one to your attack bonus yet? 
Do I have a plus one to my attack bonus? That is a good question. Probably not at this level one, no. I don't think. Yeah, in which case it would have been actually your action to draw the weapon. Um, so there's nothing ah. you could do at this stage. Yeah, so in that case, he's just going to move back to there then. Yep. All right, uh, Nikon, you're up. Nikon has the hunting rifle in his hands. I'm within range. I can see a well, dark... What's the range? 90 feet. Okay, you're in range. I can see a dark, shadowy, feathery shape up there that's large size. Um, you're, const- you're struggling to make it out, but you can see something is up there, and yes, it is large. I'm going to shoot twice. Full round action, baby. <laughs> All right. I'll use roll now 20 I for need- this shot. Um, um, by all means. Minus two to both of these, mm-hmm. but who cares? Just oh, like... you've only you managed to build it up to a minus two at first level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a strength best based soldier, so it's a little. It's, but anyway, <laughs> here we go. Here's the first one. Zero, and the second one. Four. Um. Okay, they both miss. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to imagine that uh, Gallum's just looking over the banister to see uh, like this weapon get raised and then just like it's like and then this these bullets just go all the way around it's like it's a, a rifle so it's like two big bangs um, and you just see the the land based vehicle in front of him it just has like these two bullet holes in it now <laughs> well at least you didn't shoot up the ceiling <laughs> um, all right, that's Nikon, I believe, yes? Yep, that's it. All right, over to Z. Has the, the creature in the corner reacted in any way? To it's now near? starting to look very agitated because somebody let off a gun in its general direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really want to attack it unless it attacks first. Um, Very noble of you. <laughs> and we've already established that they're not, uh, they're not, in, they they can't communicate, can they? Uh, yeah, it is very much a, it, it's a bestial intelligence aberration. Hmm. Okay. In uh, in Starfinder, can you hold your action like uh, like you can in Spidey? Um, I'm going to say yes. I okay. can't quite remember if you can, but yes, you may. Okay, I'd like to do that. Um, if it makes any move to attack any of us, I will fire my pulse caster pistol. What's a range on the pulse caster pistol? It is 30 feet. Okay, so you're probably going to be taking. I should probably move a little closer first. <laughs> you might well. You can fire up to ten times your range increment, but um, every increment over range. So if it's sixty feet away, you'd take a negative two penalty. If it's ninety feet away, you'd be a negative four penalty, etc. Um, so you can fire from where you are, but you're looking. I believe you're sixty feet straight, and it's. 15 feet in the air, so you're probably looking at a negative 4 bonus if you were to fire from there. Okay. I'll move a little closer. Radio. Okay, yeah, but besides that, I will hold my action. Okay. Great. Moving close to the bad guy. That's just what I wanted. 
Uh, Lucian. Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. So it's going to move her full action forward, one action forward. How does that put us in? And just out of range of anything spell-like. Um, I think Lucian's going to do a very similar thing. She's going to have her pistol out forward and kind of hold her action so that if the creature tries coming towards her, she'll shoot. Okay, um, ducky. If in doubt, Overwatch. Uh, yeah, makes sense. All right. Um, with you approaching, with the gunshots going off, um, Lucian is a one. Um, Z is a two. That's uh, a one. <laughs> um, of course it is. My dice rolls. Okay, so it is going to... So, like, on, um, pull off one of its limbs that was, uh, like, adhering it to the wall and make a quick flick of that tentacle, and it is going to launch a um, feathered quill out at you. Um, and uh, I say quill. It, it hits more like a harpoon. <laughs> um, oh, that's a 26 <laughs> to hit. Yeah, but that's going to do it. Yikes. Um, and that is seven points of piercing damage. Okie coke. Well, that is all of her stamina gone. Um, <laughs> so I can actually edit roll 20. Thank you very much. Uh, so that's all her stamina and losing one point. So she's down to nine. As she gets hit by it. Like, I'm like, ow! Really? <laughs> This was uh, my best weave armor. So it has made an offensive action against one of you. <laughs> All right. So now, then I you will... don't have to take your aggressive actions <laughs> if you've changed your mind. Yeah, we may have lost the element of surprise. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Remarks I mean, that kind of went when somebody let off a gun. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it out of stuff to do? Um, it will. Well, I got two incoming attacks, don't I? Yes, uh, yes. I'm. Uh, da, 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 da. My pulse caster pistol is non-lethal, so. Yep. I can just try to. Uh... I've forgotten the word. <laughs> Knock it out. The non-lethal yeah, matters most when it's the last hit point. Mm. I'm not Is entirely it... sure about how to roll for, for damage here. Um, well, first of all, for, you need to roll attack. to hit. Yeah, to roll for an attack, yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah, um. just 1d20 plus... Uh, it's just plus two or minus two slash minus two. Oh, Take that'd be if you're making a full round attack, which is two attacks in the same round, but you oh, won't okay. be able to hold that because you moved. So it would be a plus two. Okay, so 21. Um, that will definitely hit. And uh, three damage. Okie dokie. Uh, I'd say first blood to Z, but it's 
non-lethal, so it's like first hit to Z. <laughs> and Lucian. Uh, Lucian went 18. Um, 18. Projectile attack. It hits. Okay. Uh, so this is... Oh, that's nice. Uh, that's five uh, piercing damage. Okay. Shit. First blood to Lucian. <laughs> ah. Standard yes. projectile pistol. Can't go wrong with it. Nice. All right. It is now... Um, I think it's going to crawl along the ceiling a little bit. Um, out of the way of the person who hurt it most. And it's going to move up to there. Um, it is still 15 feet above you, um, Z. Um, but it is now over to Callum. Uh, Callum is going to... I'm going to pull out my... Sorry, some sushi just arrived. Yeah, he is going to use one of his biohacker abilities and uh, his pharmacology inhibitor, which is... You introduce a mild hallucinogen into a living creature's body, which makes it difficult for the target to move or act. The target gains the encumbered condition and must succeed a fortitude save, or it also gains the entangled condition. Mm. Wow. And the way he's going to do that is he's going to pull out his medical uh, kit, sort of rummage through it, panicked as this thing's crawl along the ceiling towards him, like... <laughs> and then pull out this little capsule that's like uh, the size of a pill <laughs> and then just like close one of his eyes and just flick it towards it and as it flicks it just disperses into mist and then just like wait and hope that it worked uh, What's the DC on that fortitude save? DC is 13 for that uh, I rolled a 13 I'm afraid to say so it is just encumbered <laughs> Heck <laughs> That's better than nothing <laughs> He just sees it like inhaling the mist and he's just like, mm, I hope that works, or I'm about to get slapped with a very big feather, I fear. <laughs> Trying to remember everything about encumbered and um, reducing your movement speeds by 10 feet. Uh, your maximum dex bonus to AC is reduced uh, to plus two, and you take a negative five penalty to strength and dex base checks. All right. Anything else that uh, Callum would like to do? Uh, he'd like to run away, to be honest. But uh... <laughs> so this thing's walking along the ceiling, isn't it? So it's he more goes... along the wall. But yes, it's up above okay. you. Okay. I think what he might do with his movement is going to try and jump across to. Uh... Sorry. Someone has taken away my sushi. <laughs> he's going to try and jump across from uh, where he's sitting to those cylinders. Oh, okay. Since they're further away from the wall, figures that there's a better chance of this thing not being able to reach him. No. Uh, yep. Um, make me a athletics acrobatics check. As, I'm, I'm glad you said acrobatics because I have a plus zero to that compared to athletics <laughs> where I have an actual negative one. <laughs> so... Uh, oh, okay, ignore that. I rolled a d2 by accident. <laughs> uh, oh, God, that's three. That's somehow worse. 
it's better, but it's somehow worse. Yeah, that's a total of three. Um, so yeah, you jump down and you struggle with the landing a little bit. You fall, um, manage to grab onto the, the side so you don't plummet all the way down, um, but you are technically prone at the moment. Um, so you're ah. going to have to stand next turn if you want to move mm. or just take the hit and roll off the edge and hope <laughs> the floor isn't too hard. Whee! <laughs> Um, alrighty then, uh, Nikon, you are up. Um, Nikon's gonna do the exact same thing and shoot twice from where he's at. He, he, like, is just training his eye through the, the, the sight. Um, and... Now that it's started moving, you can clear, you know, you can much more clearly make out this, um, thing's form, so... Blame it on that. Yeah, let's. let's <laughs> I, I hope that'll that'll do it. Uh, natural twenty. Uh, that'll do it. I'm gonna go ahead and roll the second one. Yep. A six. So. Uh, your six is gonna miss, but your natural twenty is gonna make up a little bit for that. Thirteen points of damage. Nice. Mm. Uh, da, 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 da. Thirteen and eight. Mm. 21. All righty then. Um, Looking a little rough. Yeah, he's <laughs> only got two bullets left in the chamber, so you just hear like a bang, bang, and like the, the bullet hitting the ground, clinking. All right, and now over to Z. All right, I'll try to use the pulse caster pistol again. I don't really want to kill it. Do you, just a suggestion, want to try a trick attack? Mm, let me see. The operative go-to, essentially. Because <laughs> if you can trick it, it'll be easier to hit, and then you'll do extra damage. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And if you fail to trick it, you can still shoot it. <laughs> but that you can't run away. <laughs> okay. So I can add, let's see. Bluff, intimidate, or stealth? Well, I don't think stealth is going to really work here. <laughs> <laughs> but you can try one of the other two. Okay, I'll try bluff. Okay. Uh, 26. It's 20 plus CR, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, that is a success. All right. So now you get to roll your attack and add... Um, in, I, I will factor the fact that it is now flat-footed um, against this attack. And um, if you hit, you get a D4 on top of it, I believe. Okay, so 2D4. Um, but you need to hit first. Oh, right. Um, yeah, it, it's one of the awkward things about the um, operatives. It's like you've got to roll your trick attack, and trick shot, and then you actually need to hit it. Okay, I got a 20. Uh, that'll do. All right. Seven damage. Seven, and it recoils in pain, but it doesn't um, go unconscious, I'm afraid. 
Does it look wounded at all? Like, is it bleeding or...? Um, it looks to be in serious pain. Ah. Mm. Callum's immediately torn because all his program is like, you should be trying to stop things being in pain. But on the other hand, he's thinking, mm, this doesn't really seem like a patient. So... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's... Yeah. yeah. It's a moral quandary, I suppose. Think uh, about Lucian. all the future lives you're saving. Yeah, I mean, the oath that he took said first do no harm, but two people have harmed him already, so really he's third doing harm at this point, which is fine. <laughs> so, it rolls. Lucian. I think Lucian is going to... Don't tell me you've got it. moral quandaries about this. No, no, no. It, it, it's more whether she's going to risk it or not. I think she's going to risk it. She's not going to move forward. She's just going to like bring the just aim her pistol and try and uh, do a full attack. Uh, okay. Against it as well. So it's that is going to be what's your range on the pistol? Thirty. I think In it which... might just be a little bit fire. So this might be negative five. Um. So you're going to take a negative four for the. That's like a um, three for me. No, is it a negative three for... Yeah. Right, so yes, it will be a negative five for negative each five. deck. It's one of them, there's so many ways of building characters uh, these days and the rest of it. So, 15 and 14. I rolled a nat yeah. 20, but... Oh. And this is KAC. Uh, it's, P, it, it's P damage, projectile damage, piercing. Nat 20 uh, yeah. and nat 20. Um, but they both hit. Oh, okay. So, remind me what the what the nat twenty damage was. Um, you double everything. Double, double, double the everything. dice. Double the modifier. Okay, well, I get no modifier, but so essentially it's equivalent three d six at this point. And that's eleven damage. Uh, is that the total? That's a total for both attacks. Yeah. Okay, it is super dead. Yes. I think oh, I think brilliant. I think Lucian is kind of like looking at uh, Z doing like uh, trick shots, just kind of like holding her pistol at a side like that, kind of going <laughs> trying to look like clever with it. Um, but like like she's 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 hitting, but she's not looking particularly cool while doing it. Are you closing your eyes as you're pulling the trigger on Basically, now? yeah. She's, she's wearing her uh, glasses, so no one can actually tell that she's closing her eyes. It's just there going. It's got a hit. Okay. Uh, um, so we have combat but now. yes, as it dies, it sort of like slumps off a wall and you can hear sort of like the adhesive or whatever it was attaching mm. it to the wall and starting to give them this, this tearing noise before it slumps down in front of you. Um, um, Z, it is quite dead. Oh. oh. <sighs> that was easier than anticipated. I mean, yeah, that, that's easy for some people to say. She says that she's like pulls a, like a harpoon quirrell out of her arm. Um, Still, I would have preferred not to kill it, just incapacitate it and possibly relocate it. Oh. That being said, now that it's dead, Callum gracefully clambering his way back onto the platform, just goes up to it and then he's going to take out his, uh, his micro lab the little thing he was tapping on earlier to make that pill. And then he's just going to get a little scalpel out of that and he's going to take a little sample out of uh, like one of the, the feathers. 
and just pull that out and just like examine it and look it over and then just tucks it into a little like glass vial and puts it into his uh, kit. Nikon's over at the land vehicle and he just takes the sleeve and like rubs the bullet holes and is like, mm, <coughs> that'll that'll buff out, I'm sure. It's not like anyone actually cares what's in here. I mean, this place was trashed ages before we arrived. What's mm. a few more bullet holes? Yeah, I, I definitely saw this monster shoot that windscreen twice. Yeah, I, it, <laughs> it, it, it rested the gun from me. You know, it was pretty dramatic. Yeah. Yes, that's that's definitely what happened, and that's what we're definitely going to tell the Starfinders, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Well, definitely yes. tell them that Lucian uh, was uh, quite the shot there at the end. Good job. Yeah, I. She, she doesn't quite know mm. how to how to play it. She says she only goes, "Oh well, yeah, I, I just I divined that they were going to hit, so I didn't even need to to look." Yeah, you know that that's 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 me. Uh, oh, yeah. Lucian, you have a you have a hole in you. Uh, yes, I do seem to have a bit of a hole. Um, As a doctor, I can advise that that's inadvisable, and he's <laughs> you, going you to don't pocket say. that sample, and then he's going to make his way over to Lucian and, and inspect it more closely, and probably do a medical roll if they'll allow, if she'll let him. Oh yeah, she, she's not going to resist. Yeah, because I have a plus eight in medicine because I'm a doctor and it's required. Are you treating deadly wounds? <laughs> uh, Deadly-ish. I mean, how 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 injured does Lucien look? Are you, are you milking? Are you selling to me that you need medical <laughs> attention, or are you, no, you stoically it, work it off? Like hmm. it, it it. I mean, it, it it went through into her, but it didn't hit anything critical. So it, it it's livable, but she's kind of just being like, oh, what is me? I got hit. It's no one else got hit. You know. Why is it that I, the non-combat specialist, was the one that got hit? Where, where were the other people? Ten minute coffee what? break and you'll be what? fine. Yeah, uh, like Dr. Gray is just like sewing up all of this with a... Uh, I'll do the roll first, actually, in case they screw up. Oh, total of 20. To, they're just like patching the wound, like, yes, you're very brave. I saw that. That was a very good shot. <laughs> and then like... Thank finishes you. stitching up the wound, pulls out a lollipop, hands it to her. <laughs> I'll take that. But that, that, that doesn't change the coffee. The, the, the coffee still stands. Yeah. Oh, the DC uh, of treating deadly wounds is on your med kit if you've got one. Yeah. Uh, they've got their custom micro lab, which. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah. It might be oh, 20, it's... actually. It's a sodding wall of text is what it is. Good grief. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry, I was looking up the DC of this and it was like, oh wait, no, it's based on the med kit that you're using. And then it's like, yeah. oh, it's the... Uh, uh, 25 for a basic Yeah, 25. Yeah. Oh, right okay. the of the wall of text. Yep. So you've managed to make it look presentable, but you've not actually uh, restored that in one HP, I'm afraid to say. Ah. And that is the only time that you can do that in this 24 hour period. That is true. <laughs> uh, there was an attempt. Oh, uh, well, you tried. I mean, you know, how many doctors do you have again? Just just the two. Mm-hmm, okay. So, yes, with the creature defeated, um, you go to exit the warehouse and the um, 
Security personnel stationed at the edge are surprised to see that you've not come running out screaming. And they ask, how did it go in there? Well, it was an experience, let's say. We killed it. It is very dead, yes. Was it safe enough for us to go in and start um, cleaning up? Uh, There's a large hole in the floor, so I'm sure we put a fence around that. And uh, there's a dead creature on the gantry. Uh, it, it, it put a hole in that car windscreen. I don't know whose car it is. It's terrible, really. But uh, Yeah. Uh, yes. Most of the stuff in there was a right off the owners. I uh, would like anything salvageable back, but if it's not salvageable, don't worry about it. Oh, jolly good. I trust you'll be able to report this to the Zigvig. Zigvig. Oh, Ziggy? Ziggy Wiggy. Yes, we can we can report back to him. He gave us a few other errands to take care of first, but I'm sure we can carry the message across that the warehouse is now safe for occupation. All right. Well, leave the cleanup to us. And... Thank you. Makes a change. Nods to the Starfinder for agents. It's like, hmm. Say, coffee? Coffee. coffee. Um... Coffee and albums. Oh, and yes. as you get your coffee and start lining up, you are very glad that you grabbed that coffee. Um, the line for the buying the strawberry machine cake album, sugar pop. Um, wait, no, I've forgotten what it's called again. Oh, strawberry, strawberry machine cake. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the name of the band. It's Star mm-hmm. Sugar Heart Love, which is the name of the album. <laughs> oh, right. Um, uh, uh, the queue is just miles long. You're going to be waiting here a while. Ah. Oh. Are you all waiting in line? Who here is against faking a medical emergency for the purposes of queue skipping? <laughs> uh- I think Lucian's trying to hide it a little bit, but she definitely is kind of happy that she's here because she kind of is a fan too and was meaning to get this album anyway. So this is kind of dual purpose. Um, It's like, I mean, I have command, but I don't think I can command this many people to go to the back of the queue. You also get the sense that um, if things aren't done orderly, there could be a riot. And that would oh, be yes. bad. The, the, these fans are savage. Um, I should know, Dark Wind fans. We'll wait. I mean, we, how yeah, long can it take? All right, everybody make me a fortitude saving throw. Oh, no. <laughs> Heck. <laughs> Ooh, fortitude. Plus two. Sixteen for Lucian. Twelve for Nikon. Fourteen for Doctor Prey. I cannot find my fortitude on this uh, character sheet. <laughs> it's usually near your hit points. Under defenses. Ah, I see. Yeah. Uh, twelve. Mm. We are very consistent as a team. <laughs> you all managed to stave off the fatigue 
of standing in line for six hours. (gasps) The coffee probably helped. Uh, Lucian, uh, that will count as a rest if you wish to expend one of your resolve points for your stamina back. Um, As you get towards the front of the queue, could everybody make me a reflex saving throw? <clears throat> oh god. I'd like to imagine that while he's waiting, Callum's visor, like instead of having the two little digital eyes, just has a screensaver. And it's that DVD <laughs> symbol that just bounces around the edges until someone like pokes him. Uh, a reflex. A reflex. Plus one. I got uh, Plus 14. one. Uh, do it. Yeah, 20. Three. <laughs> uh, Nikon? 15. 15. So, Dr. Callum, you said three, was that? Yes. Okay. Um, as you're so like making your way in, there's a bit of rush in the crowd. Everybody manages to keep their feet, but um, Dr. Callum, you're so like slammed into a door frame, and you will take. Two points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> He's just like, well, that key was very tedious, but at least you managed to make it to the front without anyone getting hurt. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> Bodied by fans. You've, you've got to go with the flow. When you feel them go forward, push yourself forward. It's the first time you've been in a queue like this. It's trampled. Ziggy <laughs> uh, um, gave you a credit stick with 50 credits on there, which just so happens to be the price of the um, album uh, Star Sugar Heart Loves. There are plenty on sale and you uh, note that this is a limited edition one day only before it goes on to digital release. How many albums are you buying? You can... Well, what do you think? (laughs) You mean this could have done this as a digital download instead of queuing for six hours? Yeah, but you, but it, it's digital download digital. comes out tomorrow. No, and I can have this listen edition. to. Yeah, I can have this listen to and put on the whole on the whole web before the end of like the end of today. I'll spoil it for everyone who couldn't get it. That sounds um, ethically it, questionable. Um, she she, she checks her like uh, her own cred stick now that she realizes her parents one is no longer working and realizes that there uh, isn't enough for her to get her own copy. Um, she only has 15 credits on there Um, and looks a little bit uh, well we came here for the one we'll get the one we need for Starfinder this is all entirely alien to Dr. Prey as well in that (laughs) he has no concept of music beyond that other people like normally fleshy people listen to it and enjoy it well, um, if, you, if, if you get me this, I can definitely demonstrate music to you. Uh, I suppose we have to purchase one anyway. Uh, so what's very well, I one? will try music. Don't <laughs> <laughs> count from... buying a copy of it. Yes, for 50 credits, which I believe is all my damn money. Wow, Callum's <laughs> rich. No, I'm taking that as Nikon doesn't have the 50 credits. No, Nikon has neither has the credits nor the interest. He's uh, more of a dark rock kind of music listener. Oh, I had it open. Yes, I have 70 credits, and I just spent 50 of them on music. So, <laughs> if he doesn't um, like it, he's returning it. Z. I 
I will not, uh, I will not buy one, but, uh, I've never heard this band before, but maybe if we asked, ask, uh, Zigvigix very nicely, they'll let us listen. Well, it's a it's gift okay. for Historia, he said. Oh. I, 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 you can listen to my copy. Thank you. Just don't tear the wrapping too much. If it's bad, I'm going to return it. <laughs> How can it be bad? It's not bad. It's good. And with that, you have endured the queue for purchasing the album. Mm, what are you doing now? We'll report back and then make our way to Historia. Is she on our list of people to visit anyway? Uh, she will be on your visit uh, a list of people to visit. However, they're not the next ones you're going mm. to be visiting. Uh, you've got a shuttle scheduled. Oh. To take you out to the Master of Stars. Oh. Um, you return to Zigvig um, and, you know, explain uh, what happened at the uh, warehouse. And they seem to be satisfied. You've got physical copies of the album and you say that you pass them along to Historia's Heaven. They are happy with that. Um, and they present you with um, some rewards. Mm. And the, unfortunately, we can't really afford much <laughs> in the way of credits at the moment. Um, but we have this, and they give you a basic iridescent armor, a pair of incendiary grenades, one, and 400 credits, because they said that they didn't have many credits, but they had credits. <laughs> and this is significantly more credits than I had before. So Have fun with the grenades, but don't blow yourselves up. I like you. <laughs> That's almost praise. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I guess see he'll uh, Doctor Prey will take the four hundred credits and split them into one hundred each and just hand them out to everyone else. And so I'm not really one for armor of this type. Does anyone have a use for this? It's heavy armor. <laughs> I don't really have a. <laughs> <laughs> it's um gleaming metal plates locked together to form a suit of heavy armor reminiscent of an insect's shell. Um, oh, very pretty though. Yeah, it's mm. it might have gold or silver trim even, and it's better than what I have. Well, considering I don't think I don't think any of us can actually wear heavy armor aside from you. Yeah, you can all wear it. You just won't have any. Uh, you'll have severe penalties if you're wearing it and aren't trained in it. I yeah. know I've had a character who forgot their training in heavy armor. <laughs> well, this this way is more than I do, so I suppose Nikon and like offers it up to them, straining a little. Hell yeah! Um, but yes, you have a shuttle to catch to yes. go out to the Master of Stars, um, a ship that is um, was the pride is the pride of the Starfinder fleet and is operated by the Wayfinders. Um, 
The station's armada can be seen from the shuttle's view screen as it takes off, gleaming figures standing out against the emptiness of space. The armada is a fleet of ships that are in stationary orbit around Absalon Station. It's a permanent feature, although the, some ships do come and go. There are some that have basically parked up and haven't left in quite some time. The Master of Stars immediately stands out from the rest as layers and layers of scaffolding obscure its hull. Tiny lights flicker among the metal beams as distant figures weld plates and heat shields to the ship's exterior. The shuttle smoothly glides closer until it reaches the starship's docking bay, slipping through the magic field that keeps a pre hold pressurized with breathable atmosphere. As the shuttle doors open, a small drone flies in and pops up a hollow screen, displaying a harried-looking rat fluke. Finally, fresh meat! The Yasoki exclaims over the screen, sounding pleased. Name's Fitch. Pleasantries over. Time to get to work. I had some trouble earlier with lights flickering on the ship, and now both the lights and the computers have suddenly gone out on E-Deck. No idea what's causing it, but it, you work um, this job long enough and... Fitch's attention flicks to something off-screen, and she shouts, Kifka, that welding torch is not a toy. You want to go in the toddler's pen with the other kids? She snorts <laughs> dismissively before continuing. Sorry, some of the little ones would cut off their own heads if I let them. Anyway, it could be some lughead screwed up the wiring, but it's pretty big system failure for a simple electrical shot. I'd prefer to send in some of the people with combat training to scout it out, just in case someone or something is trying to sabotage the ship. If it's nothing, great. Get the power back on if you can. If there's something suspicious, use your comms units to report to me. I'll give you access codes, so... And Seshka, if you touch that panel, I'll staple you to the hull. The screen and the drone cuts out and then flashes to display the ship's schematics and pass um, codes for the computers down on E-Deck. Huh. Right, right back into I... it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I, I had no idea that we were glorified tech support. If I knew that, I'd have called my brother. Nikon pulls out his phone and takes a picture of the whatever the drone is displaying. And as you sort of like look and you see a so like, do you wish to have a file transfer? Yes, and it'll yeah, give that. you all the information. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fitch is the leader of the Wayfinders. The Wayfinders are the um, explorers and first contact specialists of um, the Starfinder Society. Um, they very much, you know, in a nutshell, they have the same uh, mentality as our very own Z. Hmm. Um, okay. Don't really know what else to say on that because yeah. Z's <laughs> been doing a very good job at playing the faction. <laughs> well, we want to make a good impression with the factions, and this seems easy enough. So, shall we try to get the lights back on? I don't suppose why not? I don't suppose anyone here has any engineering experience. I have both a computer hacking kit, kit and an engineering kit on me. Huh. I think I do too, but I don't seem to have engineering though. 
Um, as you go, you're discussing this as you cross um, over to basically what is um, the elevator system and the decks go down through A, B, C. You eventually arrive on E deck and as the elevator doors open, they stutter for a moment before um, finally opening up and revealing what appears to be a very disused part of the ship. Um, even in this um, darkness, you can see that there is uh, like a buildup of dust and just general refuge, you know, a piece of paper there, um, a broken board over there, um, just a few things lying around that suggest that this place doesn't get much use. Yikes. Mm. You'd have thought they'd tend to clean this down here, surely. Yeah. I mean, surely a ship has enough staff to do this kind of thing. Mm. I'd say uh, my experiences so far with the impeccable reputation of the Starfinders are certainly more tarnished than I was expecting. <laughs> Looking down at the door that's still trying to open. <laughs> <laughs> Just constantly saying, get out of the lift. Get out of the lift. It's like, we are out of the lift. Well, considering that the best and brightest Starfinders disappeared a year ago, I guess this their is left population with. got decimated. That is a good point. Yeah, so lots of them are dead, probably. And that's why we're here. And he just like pulls out like a <laughs> wrench and marches down the hallway. <laughs> um, you start going towards the location where um, the incident seemed to first occur. Um, and yeah, the first order of business is trying to get some power back onto uh, into this area. Um, would you like to make a computers or engineering check to try to reroute power to the local systems? Uh, I mean, I have a I have absolutely napple for engineering, but I do have a plus seven for computers. So okay, I'm setting out a plus eight so we can put our heads together. Yeah, I'll assist you. For a computer's role, absolutely. Uh, yeah, um, make an assistance on the computer's role. You're aiming for a 10, I think it is, or is yeah, it a 15? 10. How 10. do I do assists in role? You, you just roll a cha standard check, and if you beat oh, a 10, okay. then whoever you're assisting gets a plus two. Yeah, uh, 13. I'll take the plus two for 25. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All this time, uh, Dr. Gray, uh, Dr. Prey still got his AirPods and he's still listening to uh, Strawberry. Every time I write that name down, I still can't believe it. it it's, uh, <laughs> strawberry Machine Cake with Sugar Heart. Does it? Yeah. They're just like. Uh, yeah. And you look over at Nikon and, like, he's just sometimes he's a little, like, gritting his teeth together as he's. <clears throat> Hold on, I, I almost got this, and I don't know, maybe he's like soldering something for computering. I don't know. Um, but yeah, you managed to restore um, some functionality to this deck. Um, it's not your job to make sure that everything is perfect. That's somebody else's problem. But you've got enough to get the lights on. Um, some of the computers in the area have also started responding. And um, Dr. Callum, as you're operating the computer, um, you notice that the security system um, flickers into life and a few of the cameras have responded to the restoration of power. Huh. 
Well, that's some semblance of functionality restored, I suppose. We've got uh, security systems, security cameras, lights. That's nice. You can see how dingy and dark the spaceship is now. So, uh, yeah, he's he, uh, he's just idly flicking through the camera feeds just while he's talking. <laughs> like, not, not super paying attention, just, like, tapping through to see what the cameras, like, are pointing at. Yeah, some of them, it's just the snow show. They don't seem to have recovered from the power disruption. Um, a lot of them are marking, you know, rooms which just seem to be um, storage boxes or largely empty furniture covered with um, cloths. Um, one of the cameras shows you two small uh, human children hiding in the corner of a room. Um, others are just of disused part of Edek. Hmm. Well, flagship of the Starfinder Armada. Good grief. Well, I mean, well, I suppose the lights are on now. That's progress. What else do we need to fix on this? Was, was there any sign that the lights had been, that the computers had been tampered with? This... Uh, doesn't appear to be anything of that sort that the computers were tampered with. That's mechanical failure then. Surely. I mean, I'm not an expert. Maybe one of the Isoki kids with the blowtorch. Mishaps happen. Oh, failing that, the thing just looks old. (laughs) I suppose we could go take a look at, I mean, we could take a look at the lighting system specifically if we wanted to go down there, but I don't know, I'll defer to you. Is that drone nearby? Sorry, I, just, I threw it in there, and I'm not <laughs> sure if everybody glazed over it. I did mention that there was two small children mm-hmm. hiding in one of the rooms on this deck. Ah, oh, oh, sorry. Oh. Okay, we, I, we missed that. I thought that was the two from uh, from the start, the two that she was yelling at, stop trying to cut her head. No, the, these are human children. Ah, okay. Oh. Wait. He's just flicking through. He's like, yeah, yeah, empty room, empty room, two stowaways, empty room. What? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a reaction that I was expecting. Uh, oh, <laughs> and it was God. like, did I remember to say that? Did I not say that and just made it up in my mind? <laughs> uh, yeah, those aren't Isoki kids. Yes, those are humans. Are they supposed to be there? Why are they hiding? Does do these cameras have two-way like voice feeds? Yeah, do they have a tannoy? <laughs> they do not. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh bother. Where is that room? We have managed to pull up a schematic and trace the location of that room. All right. Um, Let's take a look. Did we also get a com channel to Fitch? Uh, you from... can contact Fitch. Yes. Yeah, I suppose Doctor Grace is gonna like raise the comms like uh, Fitch. Hello. Keep it quick. Small, small question. I'm sure it's nothing, but uh, are there supposed to be any human children aboard this ship currently? Um, human children aboard the ship? Yes. On EDEC? No. Well, uh, I have some news. There are two children on EDEC. They shouldn't be there. Investigate that. Let me know what you find out. Bye. Well, <laughs> we have been we've been promoted. We're no longer. Uh, maintenance workers we're not babysitters apparently <laughs> the humans is that a promotion i don't know it feels like a lateral move somewhat but yeah i mean like... i remember being i remember having a nanny that was not particularly pleasant i mean 
for her. I mean, for me, it was the time of my life. Oh, you have qualifications in the matter then. Excellent. All right. Take the lead on this one, Lucy. Oh, yes, absolutely. I, uh, okay, let's go. Let's go find some brats. <laughs> <laughs> who, who comes down to an abandoned deck anyway? Seems like a I suppose you're playing hide and seek, but mm-hmm. that, that, that's you're going very, very far and taking the game far too seriously if you consider going out of this deep, dank hole as a hiding place. Yes, this definitely feels like a, very, a violation of some kind of child safety ordinance. <laughs> um, as you make your way to the location, um, you wander past rooms, and um, at times, you know, you uh, open up one of the doors and it looks like this place was for living quarters and originally intent um, but most of it is either just abandoned and covered in dust or it seems to be now being used for storage of um, whatever the Master of Stars needs to be carrying um, leading you to some odd looking rooms where you see so like a dining table um, desks chairs for uh, recreational things and then just massive storage crates which um, are marked as so like spare hold parts and the rest of it you know come to think of it I'm trying to think if I've ever seen this ship without scaffolding <laughs> I think all the time I've been, all the time I've lived here, I think it's always had scaffolding, possibly. And it's only went into for refit. Um, it it was actually scheduled to go out to the Scoured Stars incident. However, because of years of um, not being maintained, um, it was scheduled for refit, and that caused a scheduling conflict with the Scoured Stars expedition. Um, now the Starfinder Society are trying to desperately restore this um, to its former glory, just to, as a bit of a figurehead for you know the latest wave of uh, the Starfinder Society. Mm. Yep, they're going to mm. need this ship in good operating condition. These kids, we got to get them out of here. As you enter the area where you saw the kids on the security cameras, um, scattered barrels and boxes line the lower floor of the storage chamber. A thick bulkhead on the port side leaves farther into the deck, while a similar bulkhead on the aft connects um, to the arterial hallway that runs the length of the deck. Um. Okay, little brats, where are you? Um, be somewhere in this room. Could we tell on the video where they were hiding at the time? As you saw, like enter and saw, like start calling out there. So, like, hey, we're here. We're. Okay, well, that's not a normal response to people playing hide and seek. Yes, they're not um, very good at this, are they? We weren't playing hide and seek, and then the power went out, and we've been stuck here. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. We're not going to be in trouble for this, are we? I'm sure we can avoid trouble somehow. I'm quite good at doing that. You, you just have to find someone else to blame, ultimately. If you, if you can find a fool person, it's generally the best way to get out of these situations. <laughs> they start muttering a little bit between each other, and it's like... No... We don't know who we could blame. 
Oh, okay, okay. Um, let's think of it this way. Is there anyone, is there any other children on this ship that you don't particularly like? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> anyone that you you could just go, they told you to come down here and you just, uh, you, you know, yes, you were foolish, but it wasn't your idea. It was their idea. I children, children, this is called lying. Yes, this you, seems to be and it's one of the most useful tools you will ever <laughs> learn. You may want to be brave and take responsibility for your mm. actions instead. Um. Okay. Uh, I I'm, suppose. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Kiyu Lion, and this is Kiyu C. Hello. All right, Kiyus, come on, let's get out of here. I mean, why were you even down here anyway? Because um, the power went out. We were. You came down here, or you came just, down here and then the power went out. We we just came looking around. That's all. I find that answer vague and unconvincing. Uh, make me a sense motive check. How much I got for that? Uh, oh, I have a plus five to that. Meta is that factoring in the negative two of androids? Uh, I think it is, because that's straight from my uh, yeah, straight from the skills tab. That's pretty so good. It should have mapped all that out for mm -hmm. me. Uh, is it the, the, the plus five is and that is fourteen total. They're definitely holding something back. Oh. In regards to why they're down here. Okay, okay, kids, listen here. Okay, the, the, this this doc is very good at telling that you're lying. I know how you're lying. You see these glasses, right? That they were they were built by my older brother, and they are very good at telling when people are telling me lies. So, do you want to try again, or do I have to use them? I mean, what? What are you going to do to us? <laughs> Nothing. We just want to know. It might be connected to something down here. We're not too sure. We are starfinders. We ask far too many questions, and half the time they go nowhere. But if we don't ask them and we don't get the information, then it'll come back to bite us later. Um... Apparently, that's what being an adventurer is. Mm -hmm. Make me either a diplomacy, or I'm not sure if you're going down the intimidation room. <laughs> it's diplomacy intimidation. <laughs> yeah, diplotation. Um, I'll try diplomacy. Uh, Twenty-one. Uh, that should probably do it. Um, we we found a pet down here, and it. Seemed to have been abandoned, and we didn't want it to starve, so we've been coming down here to keep it company and feed it. And then the power went out, and we thought we were going to be in trouble. And they find our pet, and we set up, you know, defenses to protect the pet. And now we're in trouble. Okay. Uh, okay. First of all, uh, defenses to protect the. Okay. What is the pet? Um, well, we're not sure. Yeah, it has oh, feathers, what does it look home. like? 
It looks like a um, small. Um, the Shirans sometimes eat them, um, and they kind of look like Shirans, but not as big and as developed. Okay, medical robots, identify. <laughs> Call me medical robots. I, look, I, I, there's many names to learn. I can barely remember my own name. I have a name tag. It, oh, <laughs> so you do. Either way, if you'd be so kind. Medical robot. Plus also, I think just Doc works if you can't remember. <laughs> I mean, was I not wrong in what I said? <laughs> Technically, yes, because they're not a robot; they're an android. Doctor um, Gray can't do the side eye because he actually he just has a visor for a face, but he does like the digital equivalent of a side eye. It's just like two little like the like, squinty mm. eye. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I told you. Um, but yes, you can make a life science check. Yeah, I'm good at them. Uh, plus nine is that is oh twenty six life science to try and determine what kind of creature is smaller than a Sharon, tameable by a child. Sounds like a riddle. Uh, <laughs> and requires defensive positions, apparently. Um, what they seem to be describing is nothing that matches what you're aware of in terms of known um, biology. Um... They're describing a centipede-like um, creature. Um, it's about the size of a dog. Um, and the defenses that they need is like they don't want their friend to be hurt or, or their pet to be hurt or get into trouble with them. Um, so it's not like it needs a defensible position. It's just the kids being kids and... Setting up defences. How about this? If you show us where your pet is, we'll talk to Bitch and we'll see if maybe you can get a proper cage for it and keep it properly, rather than hiding it down here. Does that sound like a deal? I mean, it just kind of comes and goes. It's in the other rooms. Huh. And if he says no, we'll just release it anyways. It's, you know, nothing's a change. Uh, yeah, kind of just thinking in his mind, like, hmm, electrical failures, random animal prowling the halls. Yeah. Random animal probably eats electrical cables themselves, and it's like, hmm, possible solutions, one, euthanasia, two, cage. You mentioned you've been feeding it. What have you been feeding it? Um, pretty much just whatever rations that um, Daddy gives us. They leave us in the daycare all day, and Kind of gets boring up there. That's now boring. that I can relate with. Daycare is the is, is a prison. Technically, prison is a prison, but uh, <laughs> you, it, you you've not been there. It it, it is terrible. You've been to prison. Uh, no daycare. I mean, <laughs> oh. if, I, if I've if I've been to prison, then I mean, uh, who knows by the end of this? But. Yeah. Let's 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 this, take a look at this, this thing. Make sure it's yes. not causing more trouble than we need. 
Don't forget about the trap. The trap? What? Okay, you're coming with us. <laughs> I just want to grab one of them by the ear and drag them along. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. Hold on, hold on. Child ears are fragile. You have to grab them by the scruff. All right. <laughs> scruff, then. Much better. Yes, good. And I'm, I'm, I'm dragging with my flesh arm, not my cyber arm. It's a fine line between discipline and child abuse, you know? Yeah. Yes. On uh, Versus, we don't believe in corporal punishment. That explains a lot. <laughs> anyway, let's go see what this creature is before I get any more dust on my costume. Your, your so... pet, does it have a name? Uh, well, we've not really thought about naming them yet. Um, miscellaneous hmm. creature very well I'll call them misc now they point out the jury rigged defenses that they've got set up um, they're not quite sure how they'd manage to set it up and if they could themselves disable it <laughs> Um, on a scale of lethal to home alone how you know how, it's how very much it? home alone um yeah. it doesn't appear to be lethal it just seems to be that the they've got the fire suppressant systems rigged up to a thermal sensor that they've managed to trick into activating at a lower temperature than fire mm. well, that's borderline impressive actually. yeah any chance i can oh, unjury rig this <laughs> Um, you can give it a try, uh, but you're going to have to get close enough that if you fail, then it is going to trigger in your face. But as you can see, it's it's not going to kill you. It'll just be annoying. Um, it could be potentially annoying, yes. Do you all mind if I move in? Uh, by all means. Lucy I mean, if, you, if you want to get hit by whatever's in there, by all means, be my guest. It's looking around at all the fire suppression nozzles like around the room, it's like mm, I think it may be more than just him. <laughs> okay, so picks up a kid and uses an umbrella. I'll move in. I'll pull right, out put, my put, put them down. My, put them down. My engineering kit, so it's got like I don't know wrenches, and I think it just I think it's just a, a roll of Allen wrenches, basically. <laughs> um. So yeah, make me a engineering check. Fifteen. That is just what you needed. <laughs> and yes, you managed to so like um, decouple the heat sensor and reset that back to its standard parameters. And um, yeah, it's no longer going to go off just because you're in the room. Okay, so if they ever want to use this space for something regular, they can. Ah, oh, good. And I trust you. However, fire, it will still work. Yeah. Oh, good. However, kids, that was extremely clever and something you should definitely remember for the future. You could cause a lot of chaos on this ship if you did that in other places. You are a god-awful role model. <laughs> I don't think I tell you that enough. No, I... Hmm, we have a point. Pay attention. She knows what she's talking about. So yeah, you see, um, so like beyond here, there's another couple of rooms, um, and 
anybody want to make me a um, survival check? I can try. I've got yeah, you should try. Get yeah, a plus I'll, survival. I'll assist on some survival, or I'll. I only have a plus two. So Probably better just for all of us to roll it individually. Yeah, mm. yeah everybody Why roll you... it individually. Let's see what you can bumble uh, your way through. Uh, Lucian got 22. Seven. Fourteen. Six. Which is she knows seven. how to land on her feet. Lotion, um, <laughs> you can see that the um, this creature does indeed uh, seem to be centipede-like, and it's been basically just doing tracks throughout the room, crawling in some of the vents and um, coming out of other vents across the wall, down into another vent, coming out back into another vent up the wall, over the ceiling and, you know, it just seems to be running or the tracks appear that it, uh, it's constantly going through all of these different vents. Well, it seems to be occupying itself. For now still concerned that it just happened to so be in the area of the ship that had the most electrical damage. Mm-hmm. Can't be a coincidence. And if it's in the vents, maybe it has access to something sensitive. Oh, I'm sure it's not that bad. I think Lucian's going to go to like one of the vent holes and just going to put her head in to have a bit of a look. Um, <laughs> you can see that um, it's perfectly sized that you could start crawling through here. It's going to be a bit um, arduous. Um, and also, you know, um, you saw like peer ahead and you can see that it splits off into a T-junction. Mm. Um, you might struggle, you know, if it spry enough, it'll um, evade you as it's going through the vents unless you can do something about closing off some of the vents. Yeah, every, I mean, everyone do me a favour. Try and close the other vent doors. I'm just going to go have a bit of a... Because I, I don't think we're going to get EVA armour through these vents. Yeah. No, like, no, my armor's not fitting in there. Um, <laughs> Even the new shiny one. I, Callum, you seem to recall that um, the vent control um, is part of the computer systems. So you can start isolating down this general area and start like um, guiding uh, Lucian through the vets uh, through the vents um, while closing off certain avenues so it should be able to keep it fairly isolated yeah if you can like lock it down so that it's like a one-way track there's only two vents open I can go to the me or Z can go to the other vent and then so we've got one person on each end someone inside and someone managing the the pathway Seems logical, yes. What about the uh, children? Why don't you take them, Doctor? Why don't you take them? Well, I'll be busy trying to catch this thing out of the vent, you know. You'll be safe well, in the hallway by the I'll computer. Be... Children, no. do you want to come in a vent? No, absolutely <laughs> not. I will, look after, I will look after the children. We are not taking them into the air vents because that is irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Okay. This book of parenting. It says right here, don't. Um, Doctor Callum, can I get a computer's check? Yes, you can. 
Z, what will you be doing? Uh, I will also try to, uh, to close one of the vents. Okay. Uh, 23 for computers. <laughs> yep. Um, so you're basically, um, Z, sorry, you're hanging around one of the open vents, hoping that it'll get flushed out in your general direction, or are you going into the vents? I'll, I'll wait by the vents. Okay. And Nikon, you're waiting by the vents. Yeah. And Lucian, you're going into the vents. Yep. Yeah. This better attract danger, Pay. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, I'm sure it will. Um, all oh. right, make me a athletics check. Oh, okay. Straight plus zero for this. Yeah, ten. Yeah. Ten. Um, she's not. She's not limber. Um, she's not, and it takes a while to go through the vents, and occasionally you'll have to call out to Doctor Callum to be so like, "Oh, we need this vent opening," mm. and. Yeah, you're struggling to explain as mm. to which vent it is, and Doctor Callum says, "Okay, yeah. it's open," uh, and yeah, yeah. nothing's happened. My left or your left? <laughs> no, your left. Which way are you facing? I can't see you. I don't know. <laughs> it's all the same. Um, and as you're going through, you know, I'm sort of like trying to make sure that all the uh, vents are covered. Um. Z, this creature um, sort of like scuttles out from the vent that is close by you and just sort of like tries to dart right across the room. Um, Can I grab it? Uh, make me a melee attack. This is going to be tricky. Okay. Maybe with finesse. Mm -hmm. I'd allow it with finesse, so it'd be a dex-based melee attack. So yeah, it'd be a d twenty plus dex modifier. All right. Seven. <laughs> um. Yeah, it basically just crawls straight through your arms and <laughs> as it's all like gets to the other side of the room it just kind of turns and looks back at you um before it starts crawling off into some of the disused boxes and um storage in here uh nikon am i in the same room um, you're, it, it's not a very large area of this, you know, it's like two, oh, got it. um, 20 uh, by 20 rooms adjacent to each other. So, yeah, I'll, um, maybe like Z, I'll like, I'll, I'll like use my fingers to show that I'm going to go around one side of the boxes and maybe you can go around to the other side and then we can corner and then I'll jump on whatever box I think it, it is. Okay. Shell game now. Um, can you both make me perception or stealth checks? I'll do perception. I'll do stealth. <laughs> oh wow! Eight, nine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um. So yeah, as you're moving around these boxes, 
Um, you believe that you see one sort of like twitch um, and you think, oh, that's going to be the one. Um, but just at that moment, Z, um, you take a couple of steps forward and trip over um, some of the debris that's lying around. And at that moment, Nikon, you just jump for this box and it crumples under your weight and goes completely flat as a pile of boxes are like um, shuffles around and you just both turn to look and you see this um, creature just go through the doorway. Um, Dr. Callum, it's, it's charging right at you. Yeah, he's on the comms to Z and is like, I heard a lot of noise. Is, have you, have you uh, caught? Oh, God, there it is. Uh, yeah, he's going to try and make a grab for this thing as well. Uh, what kind of roll would you like for that? Um, it would be a attack roll. Um, I'll take either a strength or a dex based attack roll. Um, would oh, also okay. like to point out that you could try just looking at these, th looking at this thing, and figuring out what might help calm it down or en encourage it not to run around so much. Uh, I'll go for the grab first and the learning second. <laughs> yep. I have, a, I have an entire plus one for deck. I'm going to make it work very hard for you. Okay, you make it work very hard for you. Go for it. Uh, and that is four. It's not working very hard for me. I'll fuck this up. You make like... a grab for it and just slide across the wall before bumping into the wall and it's yeah. like, ah, I didn't grab anything and you just <laughs> see it go into one of the vents. Ah. Imagine right. like, uh, trying to pick up an unwilling cat, which is like, mm -hmm. it's just the. It's like, oh, oh no, bollocks. Oh, now it's back in the vents. Do I see it? Um, not at the moment because you're lost in the vents. Yeah. Over, over the comments, you just hear, Lucen, it's uh, it's back in the vents. Any particular direction or? Uh, yes, it seems to have gone. Up. Um, up. Doc Callum, you get onto the um, computer system and basically start shutting off vents um, yeah. so that you can at least. Just now that you know which vent them. it went into, it's a lot easier to um, start like shut down the relevant vents to make sure that it is contained. I just yeah. need to get close to it. I can do this. Um, Stupid thing. Make oh. me a athletics check, uh, Lucy. Okay, that's better. 19. 19. Okay, you've spent enough time in these vents to know how to get around, and you, you pretty much just managed to um, sort of like commando crawl and turn around in spot. It's, it's quite impressive. Um, you're... Yeah, amazing how things change after a couple of... Uh, after being locked in a few vents for a little bit. Um, now, where is that yeah. You would have liked to everybody else to know how impressive that was. Unfortunately, nobody else is in the vents with you, so nope. only you know how impressive. Nope. Only it was. I know how cool I am. Um, um, but you do manage to sort of like crawl through the vents, and uh, you know, um, with the aid of Doc Callum, you manage to figure out that it's like okay, it's going to be behind this vent um, entranceway, or it's going to make a run back out into the rooms. Okay. Well, the second I see this thing and I am close enough, I am going to use the command spell. It's it, it's going nowhere this time. Okay. Um, what is the command spell? Uh, and... The command spell. Where is it? Uh, da, 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 da. 
command. Um, you give the target one the following command, which obeys to the best of its ability to the earliest opportunity. Uh, and it is a DC 14 uh, will save, I believe. Okay. Um, know, she's using Simon Says. <laughs> right, yeah. Mm. And it fails. There we go. Then I'm going to use the approach command. So it has to come towards me and only me uh, with all of its speed. And it ignores you because it's a language dependent spell. <laughs> oh, oh. I <laughs> Now that Dr. Gray's seen this thing and been walked over by this thing, he's going to do, uh, like, he's going to search his memory bank to see if he recalls any creature like this before. Um, yeah, maybe a life science. Life science is plus nine. Yay, medics. And that is 12 total. It is unlike anything you've ever seen before. Hmm. Um, however, you know, so, so like looking at its um, biological structure and the fact that it is not, you know, assuming that this is the thing that managed to take out the power in this area um, and it didn't die from that, there is a reasonably good chance that it is um, either resistant to or dependent on electricity. Mm. Yeah, Callum ponders this for a minute. It's like, geez, I've had a thought. You could so, potentially set up some kind of trap using that knowledge. Exactly what he's thinking. So I've been thinking, this, this creature clearly either depends on electricity or it definitely has an affinity for it. Rather than spending the rest of our lives chasing the stupid thing around the vents, how about we get a box, a stick, a rope, and some batteries, leave them in the centre of the room, and let the stupid thing get itself trapped. <laughs> Sounds great. I've been walked you over by only exactly... thought about this now. Lucy comes out <laughs> of the vents covered in dust. <laughs> I get my hands we on that thing. I am psychokinetic it. handing it so fast to my fist. No, we're not going to harm it. We said the children, we'd let it live. Uh, oh, else surprise. I don't know if I have an extra battery. I have one in my comm unit. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Prey's going to take a quick look around, so like the room, because there's, there's, there's a lot of junk in here, isn't there? Um, there is some stuff lying around, yes. They're gonna take a look for like any sort of like broke electronics, something that might have some batteries in it with enough charge to look like a meal to this thing. Uh, yeah, make me a engineering or a perception check. I'll go for perception because my engineering is pants. Perception uh. plus three. Plus three. Uh, that is oh eighteen. Eighteen. Um, yeah, you do uh, manage to find you know, some. Um, it looks like it's already been gnawed on uh, by something, um, but it hasn't, you know, quite finished the job and gotten into the juicy, juicy battery compartment. Um, 
but yeah, you think that you could salvage the battery out of this and use it as bait for the trap? Lycan, uh, Z, you both seem the sorts that would know how to build and trap. What do you say? Do you feel like you can give me a hand maybe luring this creature? Absolutely. Yes. And and yes, and when we get it trapped, we send. Do you reckon you can keep it from escaping once we've got it in a box? Oh, it's going nowhere. That there's like hair, like completely disheveled. <laughs> well, that sounds like some semblance of a plan. So yeah, they're going to hand the battery uh, to uh, Nikon and Z, and so like, it's like pin. Yep, I will take a engineering or survival check. Uh, I have engineering. I have survival. <laughs> Should we do both or one? Oh. Um, one each, but either all. Okay. That's a six on my engineering. <laughs> Fourteen. Um, luckily, Nikon tried first. They set up the trap, and it promptly falls down on them. <laughs> uh, the survivalist comes in and shows them how to set the trap properly. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> With a little more work, Nikon, you probably could have got it working. It's just, you know, more of a mechanical nature, which is over-engineering it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think uh, Dr. Gray's debating having Kia and Q, like, wait in the elevator or somewhere else the way, just in case. Because they're, they're not convinced that Lucene's not, like, isn't going to just, like, punch this creature when she finally catches it, so... <laughs> Uh, would like to remind you of the sort of like the way the wayfinders prefer to do things. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, it is duly noted. You send the kids off to wait in the elevator or buy the elevator. Um, and yeah, um, it takes a while. You're basically all just sort of like trying to remain as motionless as possible. <laughs> Um, as not to spook this thing as it sort of like eventually comes out of um, the pile of boxes that it was now hiding under and approaches this um, trap and it triggers and the creature is now contained finally <laughs> ah that was much better but now, yeah. what, now what do we do now that it's in the box uh, the second we open the lid, it's just gonna. I mean, unless you open it very. I mean, it's sort of. This floor is dirty, isn't it? Uh, looks to be, yes. Oh, I suppose in for a penny. Um, and then Lucia just sort of gets flat on the ground, um, like head on the floor. So she's like the same. Just, just, just lift it up just a little bit. I just need to see the thing. If okay. You're so kind. Yeah, uh, yeah, Dr. Gray is not going to stop her. <laughs> um, the second she gets a view, she's going to try using Daze. Well, okay. And it can't run away. Um, which is a... DC 13 will save. All right. Um, your spell has gone off. Um, it says it, it short circuits. Sign with you to CR three of lower. Um, 
it takes the uh, the dazed uh, condition, which I assume means that it's not going to be able to skitter away anywhere. Just um, for one round. It's like one round. So, I'm not gonna hurt it. I'm not gonna hurt it. Lift no, I'm trying. Sound I'm trying. Of panel gets <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not trying. Based, yes, oh, you can yeah. take no actions. Right. Um, so if it, now it if is it dazed. is dazed, then it will not be able to do anything. What would you like to do? Let's shut the box <laughs> and get rid of it as quickly as possible. Well, I mean, <laughs> we did tell the children that we'd at least make a case to pitch for them to keep it. So if we could find some kind of cage to put it in, that'd be ideal. Um, you don't find any kind of more sturdy containment than the box you have managed to get it into. Uh, the box will um, think. Poke, poke a but, hole in it for breathing, and and keep a you know I can I can hold it if you want me to keep a, my hev- heavy arm on top of the lid. I I think Lucian's gonna like put a hand under the box inside just to see if the creature's actually moving, see if the days worked, because she's like I actually can't confirm whether the days worked or not. Can we just grab the box and shut it? It's upside down. Yep. Yeah, so, so now it stays. Can we just quickly and... shut it inside the box? Yes, you can yeah. definitely try. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to do that while it stays. Yep. Um, and it is... Probably dazed. Probably and it is dazed. <laughs> and yeah. you managed to sort of like flip over the box <laughs> and sort of like cram it in there and... Um, seal it back up just as it starts to just start running laps <laughs> around this box. Uh, okay, elevators, uh, come on. See, if that hadn't have worked, I would have resorted to the pistol. <laughs> yeah. That was a great kind of wants to get a sample from this creature as well. <laughs> them. One last stretch, uh, everyone. One last stretch. Yep. There's an entire stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I think Lucian probably needs that stretch more than I do right now. <laughs> Lucian's been fine. They've been doing all yeah. kinds of contortionism yeah. for his events. Mm. Yeah. I imagine they're probably very dusty by now. Very dusty, very grimy. It's like th- th- this girl has never been this dirty uh, in her life <sighs> and is not particularly best pleased. Okay, yeah. let's get in that rickety old elevator and go talk to Fitch. Maybe these kids can keep their pet. So yeah, now that you've um, restored some power to this floor, the elevator isn't quite as rickety. <laughs> the doors open slightly smoother and it no longer stutters um, <laughs> on this floor. Um, and you take the elevator all the way back up to the main deck um are you alerting fitch of anything on your way up or are you just going to be so like get there and then find fitch and be so like hey we did the thing <laughs> i suppose forewarned is forearmed we are at strong mm-hmm. persuade this guy to let these kids keep their pets so he'll probably radio head while they're in the elevator just like well fitch i'm pleased to announce that these two children are with us and we'll be bringing them up shortly they did have a pet with them. I was wondering if I could have a quick discussion with you about that. Which children are they? They're not on mine, uh, I hope. Kia Lang and Kia C, I believe their names are. Mm, oh. They'll be um, Kia Kynes kids. Oh, is she, they, him on the ship, or...? 
Um, yeah, he's one of my mechanics. Um, I'll get him to meet you at the elevator. Um, but yeah, come see me with their pet. Hydrate. <laughs> there shouldn't be any pets aboard. Yes, I understand that. I was hoping that we could potentially... Will you put that sense. down? <laughs> he's, yeah. he's got his comm unit. He's just like... Ugh. I don't know if they need more rambunctious little things running around the street. Because oh. ship... Maybe you can get a leash for it and a litter tray. I'm sure it'll be all right. Yeah, and then I'll eat, you know, a couple holes in the wall while it's at it. <laughs> if they could find a way to contain it, then this could be a, a suitable distraction for the children to stop yeah. them from causing so much trouble. If they have something to look after. And beyond that, it is a quite an interesting creature. I'd like to know more about it. And I really would like to collect some samples from it as well to add to my DNA collection. I just want it gone. <laughs> um, I mean, kind of... we have to stay on the ship, so but we're more leaving rather than it is leaving. Mm. So you won't have to see it again, is what I'm saying. And you hopefully won't have to call for any more vents either. Yeah, so this goes beyond uh, none of you. That no one has to know that I did that. We'll make an adventure out of you yet. Between... <laughs> Just between you, me, the children, the CCTV system, and the uh, the creature. No one else needs to know. No. You've crawled oh. through some vents. You've gotten the sideways pistol shot down. Yeah, you're <laughs> halfway there. Okay. And with that, the doors of the elevator are open, and um, this... Um, Human, clearly dressed as a mechanic. Um, you assume this is a Q kind. Um, so, I like, grabs the children, hugs them close, and it's like, where have you been and what have you been doing? And <sighs> Remember, kids, blame someone else. <laughs> Just makes another <laughs> filthy look at Lucien. <laughs> Um, and, you know, it's like, thank you. I don't know what I ever would have done if I'd have, um, if anything had happened to them. I, I'm sorry that they've caused you such trouble. And they pass over to... It's like, oh, it's no trouble. I mean, it's not like uh, I had to call for an airbent to get or anything, so it's fine. No, it's been trouble, and I want compensation to cause. Um, Doc Prey, um, they so like um, shake your hand and thank you for the assistance and give you a um, an item. Oh, thank you. Um, it is a Mark One Ring of Resistance. Whoa! Uh... Huh. Huh. Thank you very much. Um, I forgot to write this one up. looking at what that is. Um, but a Mark <laughs> 1 ring, kind of ring of resistance is a... It gives you a plus one bonus to your lowest saving throw. Nikon's just... Nikon... They're giving it to K... To pray specifically or just to the group. Uh, he's giving it to the group, um, yeah. but he passed it to you specifically just because, you know, it's all like it's one thing. You can't give one thing yeah. to all. 
You know, it's like, here you go, and everybody uh, hold on to it. A little bit of rice. <laughs> Nikon's holding on to the box that's still shaking, and he's like, so, um, what should I do with this? Um, you probably want to take that over to Fitch. She should be... Her office is over there. It's... Just follow the yelling. Okay. And he starts walking. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Dot's Prey's going with uh, with the uh, Nikon, because they're still intrigued by this creature. Yep, and um, you go into um, Fitch's office, and, you know, you can see... Uh, juvenile Yosoki just saw sort of like absolutely tearing the place up. Mm. Um, but, you know, um, you catch Fitch's eye and they come over to you and it's like, okay, I've arranged for that. To, if you could take it down the corridor over to the left and, yeah, there's a team in there that will be able to take that off your hands. Um we did intimate to the children that the creature wouldn't be harmed and that there was the potential they'd be able to keep it. I mean, we... From what you've told me, we don't actually know what it is. It could be dangerous. It yeah. could be sentient. It could be a lot of things. I mean, I can tell you for free that it definitely doesn't talk because it didn't listen to my commands. And on top of that, I mean, it... it, it... It, How do I we know that it's not things. just juvenile? I... My, my magic would have worked. I'm confident of that. And on top of that, it doesn't eat children, so it can't be that evil, can it? Mm. I didn't say Otherwise, that it was evil. <laughs> and besides, maybe you have any use for it. If it likes electricity, maybe you could, I don't know, let it loosen the power conduits and wherever it goes is a power leak. If, 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 if it finds a nearest source of electricity, maybe we some use like that. We've already got Electrovores for that. But anyway, yeah, this will all be taken into consideration. We are not likely to dispose or destroy this creature. That's not the way of the Wayfinders. But it does warrant further study and examination to establish what it is, where it came from, and what we can do to help it. If it I'll... can't stay on the ship, then at least it can go back to where it belongs. Yeah, yeah or we find somewhere for it to belong. I mean, if it is, if it's going to get at the power um, cause, um, it really shouldn't stay on the ship. If it eats through the wrong thing at the wrong time, it's catastrophe for the catastrophe for the ship. But you know, there's. Settlements. Um, I'll have someone station has all the power that it needs. So, I mean, th this isn't a hole. We're sending it to a farm up up system, are we? Yeah, since say Doctor Prey probably wants to roll a sense motive on the whole. Like, we're just gonna look at it and look after it, and then yeah, uh, yeah. Make me around. a sense motive. Uh, plus five to that as well. So. Yeah, if, if the doctor fails, then the shit will uh, give it a go. I mean, you can give it a go anyway. Oh, 19 total. I mean, I'll give it a quick go. Um, so those glasses, those glasses, she, she, she wasn't lying about the glasses. Uh, the glasses are, um, oh, what are they called? Uh, spectacles of the Unseen. Um, so she gets a plus two to uh, sense motive if she's using them to uh, 
what she recalls, it's used it to detect uh, sense motive, but if she fails, it, it, it it's bad. Um, so that gives me plus 11. Four, 13. Um, I rolled in that one. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, if, if you fail wearing the glasses, uh, what is it? It is quite comical. Um, when you fail a set, any sense motive check using the glasses, uh, you automatically misinterpret the event, typically sensing sinister or conspiratorial intent. <laughs> oh, as, no. if, as, if, as if you failed the check as a minus five. Well, the good news is you didn't um, fail the check for deception because there was no deception done. Um, the wayfinders are, you know, they're explorers. They want to find new life out there. Um, and in some cases, you know, like they said, it's some. In some cases, it's sentient. This could be a juvenile um, that doesn't know any languages because it's not been taught any languages. Um, they're going to have to examine it. They're not in the habit of you know examination through termination and then. Um, so no space Illuminati. No. No. Mm-hmm. No. Um, so they I can are. um put this thing down, down the corridor to the left. Okay. Not in here. Don't get out. <laughs> she yeah. starts walking that way. Yeah, Dr. Grey heads up with Nikon as well because yeah, they're still curious about that. Um, yeah, well, while they're yes. doing that, I think uh, I think Lucian's gonna like look at the ship and look and look at these little ones like running around with like tools and sort of like. I know you said that that creature's done damage, but do you think maybe you're younger doing more damage to the ship? At least they're contained in this one room, and if they ate through the electrical cables, then they'd be in for the shock of their lives. I suppose. Have you considered getting them a more harmless pet to keep them occupied? I've tried everything. (laughs) Very sorry. Have you tried star charts? They work really well. Basically, you put a chart on the wall, and any time they don't do something terrible, you give them a star. Oh. And then at the end, the one with the most number of stars wins, and they get a little something. They become very competitive, and after a while, it works wonders. I will put that suggestion forward to the <laughs> fresh that looks after all the children here aboard the Master of Stars. In the meantime, these are my children, and my responsibility, I suppose. <laughs> Anyway, um, thank you for your assistance. I will arrange for a shuttle to get you back to Absalon Station. In the meantime, here is your payment, and they hand you a cred stick with 400 um, credits total, so another 100 apiece. Um, Nikon and Dr. Prey, you go where Fitch um, sends you off to, and you're led into a room where they've got a bit of a containment facility. It is all harmless. It's just, you know, now that they know that this thing can chew through electrical wires and, and cripple the ship, they'd rather keep it somewhere contained rather than disused hallways. Um, and with that, you aboard the shuttle and head uh, back to Absalon Station. Oh, 
Yeah, I was gonna say quickly, just when it's in the container, uh, Dr. Gray is gonna get out his uh, his little lab again. He's gonna just take like a pair of tweezers and pull just a little bit of a scale off this creature and put it into another little glass vial and put that one with the quill from the other creature in the little compartment. And it's like, <laughs> well, I'm much happier now. Um, yeah, they, the, the staff in there have no complaints um, about you doing that. Um, and they're curious if you do find anything out about that scale of particular note. Um, your shuttle is arranged back to Absalon Station. It picks you up and drops you off, ready for your next <laughs> assignment, which we shall come to next week. Woo! <laughs> we, we've already made 200 credits each today. That's yeah. pretty good. And then immediately spent 50 on them an hour. Some some of us did that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dr. Cray's quite enjoying his coffee of uh, star sugar he loved. Like, he wasn't he wasn't sure about it at first, but he's, he's had his AirPods in. He's been, like, bopping along to it on the it's shuttle ride. It's good and... music. It's a choice of music. Yeah. It's, a, it's a perfectly legitimate genre that one can listen to. Yeah. Sugar pop. Before this, like the closest approximation to music he's been listening to is like the dial-up noise of a 56k modem <laughs> just on repeat. <laughs> and he's like, oh yes, this actually has a tune. Um, but yes, just need to now do the missions for the data files and the acquisitives. Nice. There we go. Teamwork. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it is definitely nice to play someone who's a little bit more chaotic <laughs> and a lot yeah. more random. I'm having fun playing someone that's ordered for once because my normal roster of characters are all just like absolute chaos gremlins. And this time <laughs> I get to play like the responsible doctor who actually cares about not killing everything and yeah, set a place on fire for no reason. Yeah, six sessions of playing kind of traumatized level headed Alistair, it's nice to play someone who's completely random and half batshit. <laughs> well, I do hope everybody has enjoyed this. Like I say, we will be back next week. Um, I have been and will continue to be Kyron Rusmore. Um, you'll be able to catch me here next week and hopefully um, occasionally um, doing other jamming here on Manapot Studios. Um, in the meantime, you can actually find me over on my own channel, twitch.tv slash Rossmore, where I play a variety of computer games on occasion. Um, you'll want to go follow and get notifications because my schedule is a bit chaotic at the moment. So there we go. And Krifu? Uh, yeah, hi, I am Krifu. You can find me online on the socials at Krifu Bernal. Um, I am, we've got two, I've got two more streams uh, this week on Manapot. Um, two EU happy hour streams back to back, actually, this Friday. Um, I'll be streaming with the boys of the podcast Cut from the Chronicles. Um, in which we'll be playing Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Um, that'll be very rowdy and raucous. Uh, if I could, I'd put like a 21 plus age limit on that stream. <laughs> um, and then Saturday, I'll be back here with 
Hedgehog, uh, as we'll be both playing in a um, Changeling the Dreaming EU Happy Hour Ooh. flight. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so that's going to be pretty sweet. And Vinny? Hi, everyone. I'm Vinny. Um, you can find me on uh, Mastodon at gmhex at dice.camp. And I'm also gradually moving back to Tumblr, so I'm gmhex there as well. Um, I don't think I have anything else coming up, but I would love to be on something. So, <laughs> uh, probably as soon as, as work calms down a little bit. But yeah, I'll definitely find more more things to participate in. Nice. Um, and uh, RJ? Yeah, uh, I've been RJ. Uh, you can normally find me over on uh, Cosmopunk podcast it's like cosmopunk pod on twitter or on podbean itunes stuff like that we have a like two weekly uh, podcast that's another starfinder one with me playing the exact opposite character this one so <laughs> yeah uh, and that's about it for me in terms of socials uh, thanks very much for for gming no worries and hedgehog yeah i've uh, been hedgehog um you can find my personal twitter now at hedgehog uk um I really, I mean, this is the end of the year, so the only thing I've got down the calendar is Manapot stuff. Um, the EU Happy Hour flights this Saturday, next Saturday, and then the final one of this month, next Monday, and then the fireside chat the Monday after. Um, moving forward, um, the big announcement in my life this week uh, has been that I have now moved, I, I've decoupled my name from my own brand. Um, because I've been doing this for a year now and using Hedgehawk as a channel name has been a bit of a pain because that's what everyone calls you as well. And it's a bit egotistical to call yourself the Hedgehawk channel when you're basically naming it after yourself. Um, so I've started a brand new channel uh, called the Misadventures League, which is going to kick up in January. Um, it's on Twitter at the moment as Misadventures L because apparently Misadventures League is far too long and you can't have that as a username. How dare you? Um, so if you want to have a follow on there, we have a game starting in January, a bit more follow on that, and there will be casting calls for other games, uh, specifically for, well, priority for, uh, UK slash EU players, because we need more games like that in the sphere. Um, so keep an eye out for that, but, uh, that's me. All right, and thank you again for joining us um, this evening. We will be back with the conclusion of this, uh, which is the Starfinder Society scenario, the commencement. And until then, tidy bye. Bye. See you, See you next week. Bye. <laughs>